welcome to the City Point Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy. This morning, I am speaking uh, about something. I'm, I'm using the title of our season, A Thrill of Hope, because I've been thinking about this particular phrase or statement, which is from a popular Christmas carol, and thinking about the thrill of hope. And it made me uh, think about a moment that happened in our household yesterday. Many of you will, if you've got multiple families together with, will have already begun your family Christmas catch-ups. And yesterday, as a Politansky family, we did this. And as I quickly got my children up for I love Christmas and I was getting them up in the morning, turning the lights on like I rudely do to my older ones who want to sleep till 12 and saying, you've got to get up, it's our first Christmas. And my eldest, I'm going to throw him under the bus this morning, my eldest rolled over and went, yay, it's the annual gift card day. (laughs) This morning I'm speaking on some of the gifts that we receive over this amazing season because of the gift we were given in the Son, given to us, Jesus Christ by God the Father that changed the way we live as a humanity. It changed the way we have had to conduct, the way we process sin, the way we, uh, what we have to do, but I know that a whole portion of this comes down to the anticipation for this season. Anticipation changes everything. You can anticipate the annual gift card day, or you can anticipate that today could hold possibility of something you've never, ever received before. What happened just a couple of hours later for my 17-year-old is for the first time in many years, I heard him shriek like a seven-year-old girl. (laughs) I was sat on the floor beside him, taking in the wonder of toddlers who have no problem anticipating the season. When they walk in and they see presents under the tree, they know something amazing is about to begin. But there is such a gift when you anticipate, excuse me, that... Something that could not have been there before will now happen and it wasn't there before. What happened is, I loved it, it happened moment by moment. To start with, he got a giant bag that didn't have any gift cards in it. But as he began to unwrap the first lot of wrapping paper, all he saw was the store that it was from. And he started to go, it's from CXCX, it's from CX. He was getting higher and higher and higher and higher. And he hadn't yet unwrapped the gift. Do you know, as I think about this season, for each and every one of us, we are walking into, some of us, the most turbulent, troublesome, or anxious environments that maybe we enter over the season. Not everybody in this season is anticipating a CEX bag. They don't have an expectation that the gift they've always wanted is about to be unwrapped. They're anticipating family gatherings that in the past have not yet or not had 
the most wonderful of experiences. In actual fact, they could have been causes for the reason why there is brokenness in the relationship or current feuds. It could be that they have an anticipation, you could have an anticipation for the annual gift card day, for the season. But I'm wondering if this morning, if I could ask our spirits to get excited or anticipate perhaps that this season has got a gift you've never yet unwrapped that is going to absolutely bless and excite you like it's never done before. The holiday season is full of wonder and joy and there's so much to look forward to with Christmas lights and gift exchanges, family gatherings, special treats we only eat at this time of the year, like pavlova, a gift from God, right? Or baked ham with like the jelly stuff on the top. Oh, and turkey that's so soft it falls apart with the cranberry sauce double as thick on it. Oh, so good. It's a season marked by some of these amazing things, but anticipation and excitement fill the air as we prepare to celebrate this wonderful season and the birth of Jesus. Do you know that there was a similar air of anticipation among the Jewish people when Jesus was born? They had been looking forward to the coming of the Messiah, the one who would come and save them. They were so looking forward to this that Mary's name was not a unique name in that season in history. Like we have the popular names today, you know what I'm talking about. The Ellas and the Bellas and the Ellies and the, the names that come out all the time. The ones that feature all the time. This was Mary's name. It was not a unique name in her era. In her era, the reason there were so many Marys is because the fathers were crying out for a Messiah and her name meant yearning for a saviour, desperate for a saviour. And so they were naming their daughters Mary. And they weren't limiting it to just because we're hoping that this one, they didn't know that Jesus was going to come as a baby. It wasn't that it was the it wasn't that they knew that the way that God was going to send. They were just so desperate, they were now naming their children desperate. Legitimately. That was what Mary meant. We are so desperate for the Messiah. May he come in this generation. And they were anticipating this. So this was a same anticipation. The one who had come and saved them. For centuries, God had been telling them about his plan to rescue them. And it would begin with a virgin birth. About 700 years before Jesus was born, God spoke through the prophet Isaiah saying, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and have a son and name him Emmanuel. And then shortly before Jesus was born, those same words of the prophet reappear. An angel speaks to Joseph, Jesus' earthly father, in a dream saying, she will give birth to a son and you are to, call, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save the people from their sins. What a Christmas. That year, 
Things happened for humanity that we didn't know we needed. A gift was given that had never yet been unwrapped. And yet the Jewish people were anticipating a saviour. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is just one example of the many prophecies fulfilled by the birth of Jesus. Then throughout his ministry, Jesus made his people even more promises about what was yet to come. He said he would rise from the dead and he would overcome sin, a gift that had never before been unwrapped. He said he would send the Holy Spirit as a helper to guide them, a gift that had never before been unwrapped. He said he would go and prepare a place for us and that he would come back again one day for each and every one of us, a gift that is yet to be unwrapped. I'm wondering if in this season we could have an expectation or an anticipation that this season may be a season that you could unwrap a gift given by God that you've never yet unwrapped. Because God keeps his promises. He sent a saviour and the people believed in the word. The Jewish people believed and promises were fulfilled. Not one of these promises has expired. That's how God's word works. Every single one of them still holds true for us today. That's how we can look at Jesus' birth and know that hope is being fulfilled. And there is yet more hope to come. Just as the Jewish people waited for the coming of the Savior, we today are waiting for his return. So as you go into this holiday season, have faith that the promises of God are trustworthy and true, not just for others, but specifically for you. When you are struggling in this season, choose to focus on who he is and all he has done. That's the best place to start with anticipation. With an eternal perspective, it is possible to live through the holidays with hope in hopeless situations, faith in trying times, joy despite our circumstances, and a peace in the middle of chaos. I want to break two of these down just a little bit this morning before we go out and celebrate each other's company in this amazing season because they are gifts that have been given to us. And I wonder sometimes if we leave them out of the anticipation of this season because of all of the busyness that this season usually evokes. And so the first one I wanna unpack this morning, which is from our theme that we're doing over this year is hope. It seems like something untouchable, but as Christians, we celebrate Christmas as a way to remember the hope that we have in Jesus. We don't have to simply trust in what's still in the bank account and what we have to achieve before Christmas Day. We don't simply have to hope in the uh, job opportunities that we've got for the new year. We don't simply have to place our hope in the circumstances that we stand in today. But as Christians and as believers, we have the gift to unwrap that can continually be unwrapped each day. And that is hope in Jesus. 
So why is it then that it is so easy to feel hopeless sometimes at this time of the year? Maybe it's because we don't fully understand what hope is and where it comes from. In Jeremiah 29:11 it says it's one of the most popular verses about hope. It says it like this. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans to prosper you and not to harm you. They are plans to give you a hope and a future. I'm going to read this verse again and I'm going to ask that you insert your name when I say you. When I say I know the plans I have for you, say I know the plans I have for you, Jess. I know the plans I have for you, Malachi. I know the plans I have for you, Sarah, because this is not a congregational or a corporate statement. This is a specific statement that is being spoken over us individually. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Now that is a gift that we could unwrap that would have something with anticipation that maybe you have never before unwrapped. A hope in your circumstances that maybe you have never had access to. That is this gift for this season. These aren't just pretty words for us to frame or put on a coffee mug. They are a promise from God for us to cling to when we are feeling hopeless. Even though these words were originally for the Israelites in Babylonian captivity, God is the same today as he was then. And we can trust that this promise still rings true today. In fact, if we look for them, we'll find God's promises to us all throughout the Old Testament, over and over. Over through the stories of his people, God shows us who he is and proves that he is trustworthy. Today, church, you need to know that God is trustworthy. As John said today, you can place your trust in him for he will overcome in your circumstances. He can overcome the diagnoses you have received. I was thinking about the season and what I am anticipating, what I could be hoping for, and how God so supersedes the expectations when I have an anticipation that he can do abundantly more than I could ever dream or think of. I thought about it as John was leading today and I thought, could I anticipate that my whole family would not just be healed, for we've been walking through a flu season. Could I anticipate that we'd not just be healed, but that each and every one of our bodies would be made whole from things we suffer with today and have for many years? That's what hope is. This is the gift we have when we put our hope in Jesus. It lifts the level of our expectation and anticipation and says, there is a gift that I have sitting within my possession that I've not yet unwrapped. A gift from God when I put my hope in him that something that is so close but is out of my imagination in what I think could possibly be made done or possibly be made 
unless made, with, made possible with the hand of God. Would we have that anticipation in this season that just maybe God wants to do something in each and every one of us individually in this season that we've never had unwrapped? Have you never had unwrapped freedom from that addiction? Jesus is Lord over everything. He is Lord over everything. There is no stronghold. There is no principality. There is no power. There is no thing that has such a hold over us that he can't break the power of in a moment. Could we have the anticipation that when we put our trust in Jesus in this season, that there could be a gift for each and every one of us? And I believe that was a word for somebody this morning. There is a gift of freedom from addiction this season for you. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, one of God's earliest promises to us is in Genesis when God says that he will bless all the nations of the earth through Abraham. What God is saying is that the Messiah will be a descendant of Abraham and he will save all people from their sins, not just the Jewish people, but anyone who believes and puts their hope in him, who has the faith to go, I believe that there is a saviour and I need him. There is a gift for some today and it is salvation. Then in the New Testament, we see the evidence of that God is true to his word. The book of Matthew showed, shows us in the genealogy of Jesus as it lists and traces all the way back to Abraham and right through into the book of John, it tells us that whoever believes in Jesus will have eternal life. That is a gift yet to be unwrapped by everybody seated here today or listening to the podcast or bravely uh, facing the parents' room right now with children who can't sit in the service. It is a gift yet to be unwrapped for each and every one of us. He is our living hope. Hope does not come from material things or from the empty promises that this world does promise. True hope comes from knowing we will spend forever with Jesus. Compared to an eternity in heaven, our current circumstances are just a blip and gone in the blink of an eye. While that doesn't mean we won't feel pain, it does mean we can choose to look beyond our current circumstances, our current pain, our current diagnoses, our current bank statements, to a better future that is yet to come, a gift to be unwrapped. Whatever you're going through this holiday season, look to the promises of God for hope. They are found in his word. And so if you would like a present that you were not anticipating that you might receive this year, can I encourage you to open the pages of his word? Because revelation in this season is one of the greatest gifts you will receive if you open your word and let him speak to you in this season. He will never leave you and he will never fail you. He will always forgive you. He is your strength, your rock, and your protection. And when you feel like you, you'll never do enough, have enough, or be enough, remember that these struggles are so temporary, and God has more for you. He has the gift of eternal life. He loves you deeply and longs to spend time with you. Remember that he has promised you a future, and it's more than you could ever imagine.
Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you might abound in hope. Abound is a word like the one Gray was describing this morning. It is more than the average. It is over and above. May the God of hope fill you in this season, church, with all joy and peace in believing that you might abound in hope. Which brings me just to the final gift that I would pray and I prophesy over each and every one of you and your families in this season that you would unwrap. It is such a gift from God that we cannot manufacture ourselves. It doesn't matter how long you go on holidays or it doesn't matter how long you uh, take downtime or how long the nap is after you've had that major meal on Christmas Day. There is a gift that is to be unwrapped by each and every one of us if we would anticipate it in this season that is rare and it is limited to being in beautiful relationship with God and the Holy Spirit, and that gift is peace. When you think about the Christmas season, how does it make you feel? Legitimately, how does it make you feel? I don't know about you, but for Graham and I, This season has been especially busy, more than any other year that we've done it before. We just hit yesterday four and a half weeks of a major event every day and every night. And on some of those days, there were multiple major events. It's the, I think, the bigness of having five children. (laughs) But Peace in the middle of this is a gift that can be unwrapped by every single one of us. And it doesn't, it's not dependent on the hours of sleep or the amount of holiday that you get to take in this time. Maybe you're filled with anticipation, hope and joy, or maybe, like so many of us, you are really dog tired, overwhelmed, stressed, not yet started your Chrissy shopping, and have a whole lot of people coming to your house for Christmas. While that's not unusual, and it's not unusual to feel about, a little anxious about this time of year on all that you've got to fit in, what God wants for each and every one of us, a gift for this season is peace. Before his death and resurrection, Jesus promised to give us peace. The trouble is that many of us don't know how to access it on a daily basis, so we book it in for four weeks a year. We know we're supposed to give our worries to God, but it's often easier said than done, especially with our biggest worries. For some reason, the heavier the burden is, the more we try to shoulder it alone. Am I right? Thankfully, in Paul's letter to the Philippians, he offers us some guidance on how to give our burdens to God. And so I'm going to read this this morning. He says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. That tiny little verse means that we cannot comprehend. A peace that we cannot comprehend, will guard your hearts 
and your minds through Christ Jesus. And it goes on to say this, so finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, would you meditate on these things? The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, do in your life. And the God of peace, He will be with you. So much is packed into this little tiny paragraph said by Paul to the church in Philippians. This says that the way we trade anxiety or stress in this season simply through prayer. Prayer and thankfulness. Specifically with prayers of supplication and thanksgiving. That means that when we go to God, we should humbly ask for what we need, yes, while thanking Him for what we've already received. We live in one of the most blessed nations of the world. Yes, the Christmas grocery shop is going to cost more this year than it has any other year. But you live in the most blessed nation in the world. I think, they're, I think we're number two at the moment, ranking in the world. So many of us never made the choice to be born here, but you were born into one of the most blessed places. You were gifted amazing, amazing friends and family. You're sitting amongst a body of encouraging believers who are championing you in your life and in your faith. We have so much to go to God for, to go to God with and say, thank you for all I have received. I am overwhelmed with your blessing that you have given to me. But we don't stop there. As we root out our anxious thoughts, we refill our mind with the things of God. When we pray like this, we may not get the exact answer that we're looking for our way, but we can trust that God will be faithful to gift us peace in whatever we are believing for. That's what He promises in this verse, is that as we think on things that are pure, and lovely and trustworthy and true. Regardless of the circumstances we're walking, the gift to us is peace in it. Whatever you're going through, this passage is meant for you. It says to be anxious for nothing. No thing. There's no wiggle room in that statement. No thing. Everything you're facing right now is included. If your marriage is struggling, be anxious for nothing. If you're unable to afford gifts this year, be anxious for nothing. If you're waiting for test results, I pray you are anxious for nothing. If you are stressed about family gatherings, be anxious for nothing. The holiday stress, tension and hurt, it's all included in that one word, nothing. 
no thing. God wants to take every bit of anxiety from each and every one of us in this season and instead gift us peace. What would it look like for you and your families if this year you operated in a state of peace? Not someday in the future, but now. Just talk to Him. If you don't know where to begin, then start with thanking God for the gift of Jesus and salvation. For always being by your side and loving you no matter the stupid decisions you've made over your life. His provision, His protection, and every good thing in your life comes from Him. Thank Him for these things. For when you praise God, it has the power to change your perspective or your anticipation for this season. That's how you access peace in the middle of your struggles and this season. So this Christmas, can I encourage each and every one of us, choose to keep an eternal perspective. Remember the prophecies fulfilled by the birth of Jesus and let God's faithfulness fill you with hope. Put on the full armour of God every day. Some of you are going to need to make sure you've got all the bits in place before you walk into family gatherings. Not to use a sword of the Spirit against one another, but rather to walk in with peace and with hope, with faith and expectation that just maybe this year in your families, there would be new presents, unwrapped, hope, faith in Jesus, a new revelation of God's love for ones who've never, ever received it before. Could it be possible in your family Right now, if I asked each and every one of you to think of somebody in your family who you would think they would never, ever accept or receive the love of Jesus Christ, could your anticipation change to put hope in Jesus that perhaps this season is the season of that gift unwrapped? How would it change your life? How would it change their life? How would it change your family's life if that gift was unwrapped this year for that member? And so would we have an anticipation that as we give our worries over to God, these gifts that are given to us are not limited to us. They are meant for our extended friends and family that we're sharing this season with. And so in Isaiah 26.3, I would love to cast this out as a final gift to each of you. It says these words, You keep him or her in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he or she trusts in you. Father, right now I pray over every single person in this auditorium. I pray that this gift or these gifts that you have given so freely to us are hope because of Jesus, your Son that you gave us, a Saviour to free us from all of the troubles that we, have, that we encounter on this planet. You have given Him Because we were so desperate and in need of a Saviour, we accept that gift. We place our hope and our trust in You this season, Lord. And Lord God, we we open today the gift of peace. We trade it for the anxious thoughts and the stress that this season can often bring with it. We trade it out right now for the perfect gift of peace 
that you have promised that when we think on you and we pray to you and we believe in you, Lord God, that you give us. God, we thank you for these gifts. We thank you for all that you have done already in this season in our lives and in our families' lives. And we place ourselves in an anticipation that there are more gifts to be unwrapped that have never before been unwrapped in our lives and in our families' lives. And those who claim that word this morning said, Amen. Amen, amen.